Does Pep know his camera's on? <laughs> it kind of froze for a second. <laughs> I guess not. Uh, it froze mid-bite. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. It is August, the last day of August 2021, August 31st. I'm Brock Fleming. On the other side of the screen is my slow but awesome friend, Captain <laughs> Cariotti. Here, how you doing, buddy? Oh, hold on. I gotta, I gotta bring you in. He wants to come in hard. Yeah. Microphone checker, swinging sword lecture, closing down the sector, supreme neck protector. Better want him, kid, Mr. Mepsa. P. Diddy with What's his going on, brother. His helmet, Ooh. his Steeler helmet. Did you not just have eye black two seconds ago? Or am I crazy? I did, but it was it was tugging at my the hairs, the little hairs I go underneath my nose. Every time I smile, they hurt like hell. So, uh, yeah, we did away with the ear ear black or the eye black. The Lebanese struggles, eh, bud? Yeah. Indeed. How you doing, Pally? I'm all right. What was it? Electrical tape? It was electrical tape. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I'm pumped. Oh, welcome back. I mean, we took a, a week off. Uh, last yep. week was, uh, you know, again, you had a scheduling conflict. I was in the middle of painting eight different rooms in the house. We're doing a big, yep. big melange, a big move. I, my office is now, so I'm in the basement now. Uh, I saw that. Yeah, I need to get stuff in the back. I just got to figure out the whole setup. So this is the first time I'm using it, which gives me an idea of where we can see from the camera angles and stuff. But also, there's a lot more room. So, um, you know, when you are ready or Mikey, Curtis, whoever, or all four of us can come here and uh, do it uh, uh, together in person, which I would like be kind of great. Um, and that way, it's not going upstairs to the bedrooms and stuff like that. Anyway, so, um, yeah, so we took the week off. We're good to go. And uh, hopefully this works out as well as we hope it does. Yeah, man. But we uh, we got a pigskin show lined up for everybody. But before we do that, I want to talk. I just want to mention uh, the Jays. They're staying relevant. George Springer's back. They've, they're on a three-game winning streak. They had a really rough road trip. But uh, I find Springer in the lineup just brings more confidence to Vladdy. I mean, just look at last night. Two home runs. Uh, Springer's back in the lineup. I, don't, I didn't see the game, uh, but... Um, you know, did Springer play well? Did he get any hits? I think just yeah. his presence in the lineup helps helps Vladdy. What do you think about that? Springer in the lineup helps everybody. Yeah. Um, I was pumped. I did not watch the game live. I did watch my favorite show in the mornings, which is Jason 30, which is perfect. <laughs> Isn't um, that the best thing ever? It, it really is. And now they started doing that with other sports too. So I, I'm pumped to see where they go with it because anything that can be condensed in a half an hour and just give me the relevance – uh, relevant yeah. plays and stuff is great. Uh, that being said, Springer did get a hit. You know, he was on base. I think he was DHing because they had Dyson in center field. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, ease him into it, just get his bat in the lineup. But uh, ultimately, 
they played very well. I mean, Vladdy's second home run, I don't even think it got above 100 feet off the ground. It was just a liner. And it was mm. as soon as it hit the bat, you knew it was gone. So I think that uh, brings a little bit more explosiveness to the team. Now, there was a play I wanted to bring up. Um, it was uh, uh, – who was it? Hernandez, I believe, who hit um, – ended up being a triple – but uh, Bichette was rounding third, and Rivera was full on, like no issues, clear stop, two hands up in the air, and Bichette <laughs> said, "Screw it, I'm running through your signal," and he was safe at home. And the, the throw came in, you know, it was offline, and, and again, unless it was a perfect throw, he wouldn't have been caught. And these are professionals, so you think, oh, well, they're going to get it. Well, no, they didn't. He pushed it, he got in safe, and uh, again, I appreciate the aggressiveness. Uh, for the record, Mike and I did go back to that play, and we watched the video over and over in slow motion. Um, it was uh, the play we're in question that you and I had a disagreement about was um, the bases loaded, Hilarious. one out, uh, you know, went to the first baseman, and, and the guy from third tagged and ran. Now, <clears throat> Mike brings up valid points. He still uh, is on your side of not sending the runner. Um but also when I watched it, I'm like, the guy from first was further from first than what I thought he was. And even then, he caught the ball over his shoulder. And it was one of those, you know, when you're running a certain direction, in order to stop and throw, like, there's still two or three quick steps you got to take and throw over. Yep. So ultimately, the first baseman made an amazing play, an amazing yep. throw to the catcher. Um, I'm still sending him 99% of the time. Uh you know, and then future games after that one, we see guys like Vladdy are up in a situation where we need them to get a hit and win the game. And, it, and it's just, it's, and I watched, I watch the umpires dictate that at bat by having something that's just a little outside, call it a strike and either it's in their head and now they're, they're thrown off for the rest of it, or it's a call strike three, uh, very anticlimactic. I'd rather push the, the play. That's just my opinion. Um, and I respect yours as well for the most part, except for that helmet. And then, you know, anyway, <laughs> the Jays, we'll see what happens. You know, you got your, yep. okay, so you got your Steeler helmet on, your Steeler jersey on, because it is NFL week is starting up very soon. Uh, I didn't have an NFL jersey, so I wore my Florida Gators, Emmett Smith. So the best running back, I guess, arguably in history of the NFL, at least record-wise, uh, from one of the best schools. And the NCAA starts this weekend as well. So, you know, I saw a cool list uh, the other day. I was the uh, each team's top running back in terms of yardage. Yeah, and uh, then they not only did they give each team's top running back in terms of yardage, but then they then they categorized them by where they rank in the NFL. And I don't, you know, and again, I'm I'm super biased, but I don't think Franco Harris gets nearly the the amount of love he deserves. He's fifth on the list. And nobody talks about Franco Harris in terms of the top 10 great runners. There's a lot of other names, LaDainian Tomlinson and, uh, you know, obviously Emmett Smith and Walter Payton. All deserve it, right? Like Barry, Barry Sanders. Dickerson, I get it. Sanders. But like Thurman Thomas. Her Thurman Thomas, yeah. But uh, Franco has four Super Bowl rings in a six-year span, and he's fifth on the list all time in, in, in rushing yards. Like, I don't... You know, and I didn't. I didn't grow up watching him. I was that was an infant when he was sort of the, the last part of their last two Super Bowls. I saw the tail end of his career when he got traded to Seattle and had one one dismal year there. But like, you know, you watch the and back in the seventies, it was all running game. Like it was it was run first, pass second. I mean, the guy took a beating, 
and he still ended up where he is. And teams would teams would load up the box. You talk about loading up the box. You'd have nine guys in the box, and he still ran for 100 yards a game. So, anyway, I, again, it's a bias thing, you know, because I'm a Steeler fan, obviously. But some of those guys in the 70s, I don't think they get the credit that they deserve for how hard the game was act- actually back then to play, you know, with the clutching and the grabbing and the – you know some of the some of the players back then. The seventies were just a, a great time to watch football. It was a growing sport. It was just, and what we see now is a product of their hard work. I think. All right, there you have it. I, I'm not going to sit I, here and <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and jump on the Franco Harris train. I mean, the guy feels a ground ball better than any football player I've ever seen in my life. You know, turn that into six and is a miracle. Anyway. Um, <laughs> you could take Come the helmet on. off at any point you want. Eh? Cause it seems a little uncomfortable. You keep playing with it. My neck's getting sore. <laughs> <laughs> it's heavy. It's like a real, it's not like a plastic one. It's uh, you know, Oh, yeah. speaking of football season, starting college football started last week. Kind of mm. the real week is this one at the end of the show. I'll go over the weekend. There are some killer matchups to watch, um, starting on Thursday. NFL starts in, what, two weeks? I think it's not this next, weekend, uh, next weekend. Next Thursday? Next Thursday, yeah, the, whatever this, the 9th, whatever that Thursday is. It's the Bucks and Cowboys. Yeah, so that's next week. Yep. And a new football career is going to be launched Sunday afternoon at 1.30 p.m. at Darcy McGee High School Field. My nephew came. Curtis Fleming's son, Kane, is lacing them up and putting the pads on and will for actually the garnet and gold? compete for the – no, it's a, they don't have a football team anymore. Um, they have a great field, no football team. The Gatineau huh. Vikings, so of the NCAF okay. League in Ottawa, Kane is playing with – I think it's the Peewees, I guess is what it is. Uh, but he is like the sort of a – uh, H-back, fullback, tight end sort of mishmash. He's, he's starting I to like actually that. throw his weight around, um, and he's right into it. Uh, we were at – so my grandmother's funeral was last weekend, and, you know, we're at the reception, and Curtis is showing me the playbook on his phone. I start showing the cane, say, do you know what you're doing on this play? He's like, yeah, and I start saying, do you know what your offensive linemen are doing on this play? And he's like, well, they're kind of blocking. Anyway, so I start going into it a bit, and Ange rolls her eyes, and she's like, could you leave the kid alone? Like, just let him enjoy it. <laughs> and then King, you know, speaks up, and he's like, I want to know, and he's asking me questions. And, and she's like, all right, if he's right into it, she kind of backs off. But he he is right into it. So, I, you know, again, I'm excited. And uh, uh, the kid might have found his niche. I think he, uh, you know, once he take the skates off, like he can start throwing his weight around pretty good. So, sure. uh, anyway, I'm pumped for the Sunday to see him. And, uh, the is next- that this Sunday? That's this Sunday, one thirty. I might, I might have to make my way out there, Pally. Do it. I might have to make my way out there. That's my alma mater. I gotta represent. Well, it's you not. Know, it's funny the, you uh, say that. It's not the well, no. Darcy, but it's on the field. It's on Darcy's field with the the garnet and gold is is the, the color of the. Um, I think they they have a nice scoreboard there. That's hey, I, I'll get I'll get some good feels. It's not not the same, obviously, but you know it's funny you say that. When I got my first playbook in grade whatever my first year of playing football was grade ten, it came in a little do a tang, but it was like twenty pages of offense and then twenty pages of defense, and the plays were very simplistic. But I remember being so pumped up about it. And I used to have this old football game called Playmaker Football for the old Mac. It's an old Macintosh. But the, the game was above, ahead of its time. You created your, all your own plays. You created everything for each, each person, including the linemen. 
run block, pass block, go this way. To it. it was maybe the, the best game I've ever played. It was so cool. And I all I did was I plopped in my playbook plays into the uh, the created team that I had made. So I can understand the kids' youthful exuberance for football. It's exciting. They're you got a playbook, man. You got like plays. That's my that's my right. assignment. It's cool, super cool. It's again, football is a different beast. Like you don't you don't get playbooks when you're playing hockey. You don't get playbooks when you're playing baseball. You know, no, you just it's don't. React it's it's it, yeah, it's a more reactive type thing. And yeah. uh, and football, hey, you get. Uh, it's much more scripted in terms of what you're doing. So uh, the 100%. mental aspect is is a lot of fun. So, yeah, confirm NFL starts September 9th. You know what's not a lot of fun? What's that? Me this helmet. <laughs> oh. I was just actually oh. going to ask you. So, Oh, how do they wear that for an hour? Well, remember, anyway, we're going back. If I, we talked ah. about how long it took me to fit you in a helmet for the GGs, because I don't think he, I think he wore that helmet right now longer than he did for that one. Anyway, <laughs> he did. I did. I quit. I did. <clears throat> I'm out of here. All right. Um, All right. We got a, an NFL intro. Do we still have that thing? If we do, then uh, Mikey, uh, you can throw that on, and let's get on with some pigskin yeah. talk. You're going to lead us through some of these questions. Ah, it's uh, that gets kind of gets you pumped. How did you did you have different pair of headphones under the, the helmet? It's so elaborate, it's nuts. Good on you, though. Good on you. Hey, I got through 13 minutes and 13 seconds with that thing, so I'm pretty happy about it. Good, hey, longer than I expected. kudos, kudos. Yeah, all right, pigs. thank you, thank you, thank you very much. All right, pigskin show, baby. I am I'm pumped about the NFL this year. Obviously, I'm a Steelers fan. Uh, you know, knowing that it's Ben Roethlisberger's probably his last year, who knows? Uh, I've been having great conversations with Lauren Goldenberg, uh, Big Ben's personal trainer. He's got me pumped because he's excited. So we'll see what happens. But we'll talk about the AFC North in a little bit. I want to start with, I would say, everybody's uh, pick to win the AFC, including Chris Berman, who came out today this week and said the the – Sky is the limit for the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo uh, Bills. The Buffalo Bills. You know, and the Buffalo Bills traded a depth guy, um, I think it was yesterday, on the defensive line. I think his name is Daryl Johnston. Johnston? Johnson? Okay. Uh, but apparently he's a good player, but they had, they're so deep at that position that they could afford to just trade him to Carolina. So, I mean, it's pretty scary how deep they are. I am curious to see how they do at wide receiver with Cole Beasley and some of the nonsense he's been through over the preseason. I think their acquisition was Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie's coming off a bit of an injury in the preseason. Obviously, they have Diggs, who ranks third in the NFL in, in receivers and in, in a poll. The tight end, tight end situation is still the same. I mean, I don't know if they've really improved there, but I do think they have the offensive line and quarterback and uh, wide receivers to to be the best team in the AFC. The best team in the AFC. Yeah, I think they could be the very best team in the AFC. They're, they're, they're well-rounded. I'm, I'm still not sold on their run game, but in this today's NFL, you don't necessarily need, uh, you know, a 1,000-yard back. You could, you could survive with two 400-yard backs, and uh, as long as they can catch from the backfield and be that Swiss Army knife, I think you can get away with that, and that's what they have. But if we're looking at the AFC East, Brock, the Bills, Finns, Pats, and Jets – I mean, do the Finns, Pats, and Jets have a chance at this thing? Uh, the Pats always have a chance. Uh, 
I have well, let's them. Let's talk about the Pats. Yeah, I have them coming in as a wild card uh, in the playoffs. The Pats? I have the Pats getting a wild card spot. Uh, hmm. I think Mac Jones, like I've said before during the draft, Mac Jones is probably the best fit for a quarterback and a system. Uh, and I think now for those who haven't heard yet, Cam Newton was released today. I think it was today. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So basically solidifying that Mac Jones is going to be the starter for, for Belichick. Um, you know, he likes those milk bag white guys. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he's I, – I honestly, I just think Mac Jones is, is, is the perfect fit for the Patriots. And then add in that uh, Stevenson running back that they have. And so they have a, a, a three-headed monster back there. Their defense – you know, coming back healthy for the most part. Stefan Gilmore, I think, is out until week seven, which is going to hurt. Um, but anyway, I think that I think the the, the Pats are going to be much improved this season and likely get in as a wild card. Now, the Jets and the Finns, <clears throat> the Jets, the Jets are going to probably be the worst in the AFC still, uh, in my opinion. Uh, Miami's one of those. Just not sure. I'm not confident enough to say, like, I think they're going to sneak into the playoffs and make that jump. You know, there's a lot of uncertainty around Tua. Um, you know, uh, Waddell is, is a great addition. Uh, the familiarity there between the two is going to be really good. Is that enough? Uh, basically is, is where they're going to go. Uh, it's going to, I don't know. It's just, it's really tough from a Miami standpoint for me to say one way or the other, but I don't have them making the playoffs this year still. Um, so I'll, I'll go back to the bills and I, I actually think the bills, their first three to four games is going to be vital for the rest of their season. If they go two and two, one and three, which I doubt they'll be, but if they go two and two and that seed of doubt is planted and the confidence that level that they've been playing at the last year and a half starts to go back down. I think we see the Pats have a chance to win that division. It's all going to depend on how the bills start. If they're three, if they start at three and one, then uh, you know I, I do see them just carrying that momentum all the way through and being a you know a twelve and four, thirteen and three team. I really do see that. That's a good team in Buffalo, well coached. But you make excellent point about the Pats. That that team is a, that was a seven and nine team last year with virtually nobody. Zero. They bring their whole defense back. They bring Mac Jones, who I, I actually have. A, I'm having nightmares now thinking about it because if you think about Tom Brady's first year. You know, he was like this out of shape, wrangly kid who was drafted in like the seventh round and had no business being in the NFL. He comes in, and now Mac Jones, different, different pedigree, right? Coming from a big school, but same kind of feel, you know, the same kind of cockiness, like, hey, I'll show them. And if anybody could make a, a quarterback into a quarterback, it's Josh McDaniels and uh, Bill Belichick. So the only thing Mac like Jones, said, he's already good. Yeah. The only thing Mac Jones has that's kind of going against him that Brady didn't have is, the, is time. You know, Brady came yep. in, he was behind Bledsoe, didn't have that pressure of uh, taking on that role. That being said, I think Mac Jones is a guy who isn't afraid of that. Yeah. You know, a Nick Saban coached kid, um, you know, is, it's going is to be prepared ready. and is going to be ready. Exactly. Yeah. So I see the, uh, I'm with you there. I think the Bills win the division. I think the Pats are the other team that have the, an opportunity to, to make the uh, the wild card. That could easily be vice versa. No offense, Bills fans. That could easily be vice versa. It's all the on Josh I, Allen. It's I how Josh go Allen backwards. goes. Oh, okay. yeah. I, hey, your prediction with the Finns, like I said, there nothing is screaming that this is going to be the year they turn that around. 
but to reiterate from the bill standpoint, it really is, again, I've had my, I don't want to say doubts. I've had my hesitations on, you know, crowning Josh Allen to be this great quarterback without a, a, a long proven track record. Um, and I just feel his last year was very good. Mm-hmm. I would be, I would not be surprised if it did take a step back. Now, even a step back, if the rest of the offense is clicking better, then I still think the Bills are a dominant team because he had such a good year last year. I just don't see yep. it being a Josh Allen carried offense. If they're going to be successful, they need to make sure that their running game is moving, that they do spread the ball around a bit more than to just to digs and, and really engage Sanders and those kind of things. But, uh, Josh Allen is going to be the make or break big contract just signed, you know, is that chip gone, whatever, like, Mm. where is that mental state? And I think the first game against Pittsburgh is going to be a clear indication of where they're going. And like you said, win great. They're on a roll lose. Then maybe doubt. doubt. Who knows? Yep. That seed of doubt. It's going to be, it'll make or break their season two and two. We'll see three and one. I think they'll roll to the playoffs. I do want to say one thing about the Jets. I think they're going to be better than people expected. They had a rash of injuries uh, during the preseason. I think they lost three guys to ACLs, big name guys who they brought in. But I think the offense is going to be a little bit better than anticipated. So we'll see. Uh, do they make the playoffs? No chance. Do the Finns make the playoffs? I don't think so. Zach so Wilson's going to be fun board. to watch. Zach Wilson's going to be gonna fun, be to, fun watch. to watch. I think they, they just traded away uh, their tight end Herndon, who I thought had Chris a Herndon, lot of yeah. potential, and they just traded him to the, to the Minnesota Vikings. So he's a guy that, you know, if you're in fantasy leagues and you're short mm-hmm. tight ends or you're, you're, you're picking 12th and you're not sure who to grab or in the second round, whatever, he's a guy I would take him. a flyer on. Yep. So moving on to the AFC West. Uh, arguably for me, the uh, might be one of the more competitive Love the Jersey Pep. Thank you. That's yeah, a new layout for uh, thank you for those comments. So if you do yeah. uh, accept the StreamYard terms, then I guess your picture would show up there too. Anyway. I like it. Trevor Boyd. Ah, boy. Ah. All right. Moving on to the AFC West. Uh, I think this division is going to be uber competitive. Um, the Chargers came on late last year. Obviously got a big stud at quarterback. Do they have enough on the offensive line? Eh, I don't know. Uh, the Raiders... Again, the offensive line, you know, it was kind of a puzzling first-round draft pick. Nobody really – he kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, they anticipated the Raiders picking somebody else. They picked that guy, left tackle, I believe. Uh, then the – I do like the Broncos. You know, Teddy Bridgewater, Jerry Judy's going to break out this year. He's going to be the breakout, most improved player of the year. Um, the Broncos are going to make some noise. That's a good defense. Von Miller's back. You know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to increase the morale on the defensive end. But then you got the Chiefs. Can anybody, Brock, handle hang with the Chiefs in that division? No, I have them winning that division. Uh, I'm curious to see, you know, when I talk about Miami, that's a, that's a field talent limitations. Uh, the Raiders, I find, have a lot of on-paper quality individuals. Waller's one of the best tight ends in the NFL. Yeah. Like, there's, again, they're, they got Henry Riggs. Is it Riggs, Ruggs, Riggs? Who's Ruggs. Like, we'll take the top off a of defense in a heartbeat. You know what I mean? Like, there's just, there are pieces there that are exciting. This is their first season in Vegas. And if the Vegas Golden Knights have taught you anything, 
is that the home field advantage in Vegas for any teams that are traveling to Vegas and saying where they're going to be there for a couple days before the game and whatever, it is a trap game for a lot of those teams. So I expect their home record to be pretty good, and who knows what happens there. But mm-hmm. ultimately, the Chiefs will come out on top of that division, and I actually have the Chargers getting in as a wild card as well. Mm, interesting. Uh, let me tell you about uh, uh, so th- this is a Raider to, to let's be to be specific. It's the Raiders' second year in Vegas. First is it year with fans. Year? Is that what you meant? Is it the second year? Or, yeah, they played okay. in the, and they played in their dome last year. But this is their first year All with right. fans. That doesn't and yeah. like the city. The city being reopened, I think, is is what you were getting okay. at for yeah. sure. Well, you, you make a great point. You know, if there's no can, fans and the city's not open, that's not Vegas. That's just whatever. that's just a stadium. Yeah. But if you like, you say if they if they go like uh, you know uh, seven and one at home, six and two at home, and go five hundred on the road, there's your there's your ten and six record, yep. and there's a playoff berth. So I just they, like we you and I have always talked about these teams have to build from the inside out, and the Raiders don't. They have always built from the outside in and spent big money on free agents on their offensive and defensive lines, and they continue to do that. Although they dismantled their whole offensive line, they released all those veteran guys and. Uh, and drafted went young because none of them were card? none of them were playing up to the contracts that they signed with them. Absolutely, absolutely. But they and wasted a lot of money the last couple of years. That is a pattern, especially when you have linemen that come from like the Patriots, and you say, "Okay, I can be a great lineman with the Patriots because I only have to block for two and a half seconds." Brady gets the ball out, so mm-hmm. yeah, my stats. I have no sacks. I have no whatever. Fine. Then they go to Vegas, sign big deals because of their stats and, and um, their success rate in terms of uh, keeping people off the quarterback. Yep. But now you got Carr, who's running around for his life or not making the reads as quick. The offensive scheme is like, hey, let's get rugs over the top for 50 yards or Waller down the, down the seam. These are three-and-a-half, four-second plays, and these guys are not holding up to it. So they're not worth the $50 million a year, whatever they were getting. So they get released. And I think one of them's back in New England. I think. Anyway, I think you're right. Well, I, I think the Raiders. I think the Raiders just are um, will come apart at the seams, and it'll be a year where they they make a, a call on Derek Carr whether he's the quarterback. This is his make or break year. I mean, they can't keep. This is what his third or fourth season. So I I, I see the Raiders dismantling. I think they're going to go like less than 500. I I see the Chargers. I, I, Keenan Allen can't stay healthy. I mean, he comes out like gangbusters, but by the by the three quarters of the season, he's done. Like he's hurt. He's playing on one leg, he, and it, it's been like that for the last four or five seasons. Same with I Austin Eckler. Eckler's kind of a, a guy who gets banged up pretty easily too. Yeah, these are guys they're relying on, and they, they lost Hunter Henry, if I'm not mistaken, right? They lost their t- some of their tight ends. So yeah, like that's there's some issues there. I don't see the Chargers being as good as. Uh, people think they might be despite the fact that uh, Herbert looks like the real deal it to me it it's the Broncos who are who are going to make some noise now Teddy my man my boy Teddy Bridgewater I thought last year Carolina would be at least 500 I thought they would make a push with a you know good defense and a good solid offensive line and they didn't was that on Teddy I don't know I didn't think they had a lot of ton of talent uh you know McCaffrey got hurt and that was that but uh, in Denver there's a good, solid scheme. You talk about organizational philosophies. The Broncos have always been a run-first, zone-blocking scheme, get big chunks of yards off the on the ground. I, I like that team. I like Teddy's fit there. I really do. 
do they win the division? I think it's the Chiefs, and I think the Broncos are the team that could maybe vie for a wild card. I think the Raiders and Chargers are out of it. All right. All right, moving on to the AFC South. Maybe the most boring division in all of football. It really is. I have... Wah, wah, wah. I literally have no interest in any of these teams at all, and I never do, every year. But if there's one team that kind of resembles the old 90s Steelers, it's the Tennessee Titans. Titans. Man, they are a team after my own heart. I like their coach, Mike, Mike uh, Vrabel, a former Steeler. I like the philosophy, run first. I like the quarterback. He protects the ball. He doesn't t- throw it away. He does just enough. Sometimes he does more than just enough. I like the Titans team, and I like the fact that they brought Julio Jones in, who is an incredible player. Him and he and Matt Ryan are like second on the list of uh, of quarterback receiver duos in terms of yardage. Yeah, crazy. So I mean, the Titans definitely improved. They've got a good offensive line, and of course, they got the horse, the man. Who can't be any more happy to have a guy like Julio Jones and say, you know what? Now we got Julio and AJ Brown. Uh, making defenses pay attention. Oh, and what does that do for him? That opens up lanes. His offensive line, led by Taylor Luan, who's one of my favorite linemen to watch, um, is right up there in terms of best units yeah. in the NFL. So yeah, you know it's it's the recipe is there for success. Uh, can their defense play to where they need to in the big games? That'll be the 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 telling point. But I think the offensive corner has everything in front of him to be one of the best offenses in the league. And yep. I think that the pressure, and it's not a workhorse on Henry anymore. I think he's going to have a lot more openings. He's not going to have to rush it as many times. So hopefully he's a bit fresher. Um, he's just not going to be, you know, he's not going to need to make these huge throws. He's got two quality receivers, again, who can't, can't demand double teams all the time because if you do, then you have Henry coming right downhill. It's just mm-hmm. it is a, it's just going to be extremely hard to defend against them. Uh, to me, their defense is not good enough for their offense to uh, not be a ball dominant offense. They need they need to milk the clock because I don't think they have the horses on defense to be able to get into a, a you know a, a run and shoot type style with like a team like the Chiefs. So. You know, if they can get a little bit of defense, they've got the offense to be a ball control offense, kill the clock. Uh, old school, baby. I love the Titans, man. I'm a big fan of the Titans. Wait, um, they're going to be deadly when they have the lead. Let's just put it that so way. So here's, uh, before we get to the Colts, I want to ask you, who, I think two of these teams in this division will vie for the worst team in the NFL, the Jags or the Texans. Now, who do you got finishing dead last? Because I have the Texans. Like, I might to dead last in the NFL. In the NFL, yeah, the, well, the I, don't, Texans, I don't see a worse team. The Texans is a good, uh, is is quite good. I still have the Jets from the AFC standpoint. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I don't have the Panthers doing very well either in the NFC. You know what? The Panthers are well coached, and I think Sam Darnold. You you called it. I think a, a change of scenery is going to do him good. You know, they've got Samuel at the, on the uh, on the outside with uh, Roddy Anderson. Robbie Anderson, Robbie Anderson, speedster yeah, from, from the Jets. Speed, yeah, so I think they got enough to make some noise in that division, but we'll get there uh, in the, in the next half of the show. Uh, Texans the Colts are the, should be hands down 
they're the ones that have the most issues. And generally teams that have a lot of issues are the ones that don't perform on the field. You lose a J.J. Watt. You have a Deshaun Watson who's one foot out the door and questionable as to where he's going and all these different rumors and litigations off the field. Uh, a lot of sexy time lost, in his offseason. You've, you've <laughs> lost, you know, Hopkins the year before. Um, they're just – they're decimated. Mess. Like there's just nothing there that is really appealing. So I think the Texans is probably the safest bet for worst team. Yeah. I think, I think they should go back to being the Houston Oilers. go back to that teal color and start over or whatever the, the baby blue start over, start over. I mean, it's a disaster right there. I, I think the Jags are going to be up there with the worst teams. I don't, I, I, Saw a couple of their games in the off season, in the preseason, sorry, and uh, I was thoroughly unimpressed with uh, with Lawrence. Uh, I know he had a good last game, but I mean, really, who was he playing against? Um, I, I'm, I wasn't a fan of the Gardner, Gardner Minshew trade. I thought they should have kept him around. Uh, yes, he was a late round pick. Yes, he doesn't have a ton of success, but he's a guy. He's good insurance. And Where'd if, he if go Lawrence again? struggles, uh, Philadelphia for a six round pick. Mm. So, so who's who's you know, Lawrence's backup? I couldn't tell you. I don't know. I thought Minshew would be a perfect backup. If things go sideways, you go back to the mullet, and uh, and at least you keep the fans in the stands. Right now, I couldn't tell you who their backup is. And Mike, if you know so, where his backup is, let us know. Yeah. Yeah. I so mean, that, whatever. Team Any team trouble. that cuts Tim Tebow, warranted or not, <laughs> Doesn't come back very well. So I don't yeah. like. I don't like. I don't like that move. I I know people say I didn't play well at tight end. You know what? You could use him in other ways. You could play fullback. You could you could do like a you know an option pass. I mean, I can throw. I mean, he's a and he's a character guy. Like you keep a guy around like that for me. If you're asking me, you honestly, know? I thought they were going to keep him considering how much effort uh, they put into not addressing Tebow stuff. Like really, like like downplaying Tebow mania wasn't a big circus. They weren't addressing it all the time. He was very much kind of in the background and they were doing their best to do that, which to me I thought would be uh, more indicative of him sticking around to say, you know what? Like we're trying to make sure that he's just part of the team. He's not, he's not a distraction for anybody. I also thought, you know, the distraction from Trevor Lawrence would be um, uh, good you know, to try and take some heat off of him. Um, a creative, offensive-minded coach like Urban Meyer, you know, who essentially, you know, perfected the the spread we see in college football now. Stuff like that, they just think, okay, let's let's go. But um, it is what it is. Yeah, there's one clip there where he didn't block very well. That being said, the guy he was blocking hopefully got cut because that was a piss-poor effort too. <laughs> um, yeah, again, whatever it is what it is. So the Jags will finish dead last. Yeah. I think it's going to be a Jags Texans race for the bottom race for the basement. I think the Titans win that division. I don't think any other team is even sniffs the playoffs. I mean, the Colts should have been, we, we should be talking about the Colts, but if without Carson Wentz, without a, a bonafide quarterback, you know, I mean, Andrew Luck, if you're thinking about a comeback, now's the time you got a, a team that's ready made T Y Hilton concerning news about his neck he's got um two discs in his neck that are keeping him from playing the first four weeks of the season uh fantasy footballers he's he's a fantasy football guy right he's got he brings had a lot multiple of years and he's yeah. always hurt 
Yeah, well, I don't. That's not. That doesn't bode well for uh, for the Colts. So I think the AFC South is the Titans, and then everybody else is just going to be looking up. And I, I, I'm a I'm a Frank Reich guy. I like Frank Reich. I like what he's done. They've got a good O line. They've got an amazing defense. That defense alone should win them a couple of games. I just don't think they can hang. Their offensive line is right up there to a point oh. where I almost looked at wearing and getting a Quentin Nelson jersey. Who yes, is guy. a Notre Dame product, and I would be the first time probably in my life that I would ever support uh, a Notre Dame product. So the Houston Texans backup is CJ Beathard, former 49er, former, Foss, I think he played somewhere Jaguars else. Jaguars backup. Yeah. Oh, Jackson, sorry. Jacksonville Jaguars backup. So, uh, you know, that's not good. Nope. Moving on to uh, the final division in the AFC, one that's close to my heart, one that's going to be super competitive. One that could see three or four teams in the playoffs easily, like kind of like last year. We got the Steelers, Bengals, Browns, and Ravens. Let me start with the Bengals, Brock. Um, Joe Burrow barely played in the preseason. I think he took one snap, got a standing ovation from his hometown crowd, and then decided. Then that was it for him. Um, do the bank? Can the Bengals hang with these guys? No, not yet. I think I think Burrow's is. I think Burrow's is the real deal. Like, I think he brings a, a good chunk to the table. I don't think their offensive line is anywhere near where it needs to be to give them that protection. I don't think their defense is quite at that level either. Again, I think they make strides in advancement, provided that Burrow stays healthy. You know, they picked up uh, Jamar Chase, who he's familiar with, apparently also butterfingers lately, like just dropping balls left, right, and center. So that's not great. Um but that being said, he is a baller. We've seen him play at LSU. Like, the kid can play. So it's just a matter of what kind of time is Burroughs going to have. But they're just in a division. If they were in the South, I think, hey, you know, maybe they finish wild second. Card. Maybe, sure. you know, maybe a wild card. But um, in this North, there's, they're, they're going to finish last in the North. You know, they, there's talent there from last year. You know, unfortunately, when Burrow got hurt, uh, you know, they, things went, kind of went sideways, obviously. But, you know, T. Higgins is, is, a, is a legit player. I, I've always liked Mixon in the backfield. He's a, he's a load. Um, they're going to miss uh, Bernard. I think Bernard is in Tampa now. They're going to miss him, that change of pace guy. But Mixon, Mixon can handle. He Mixon's can be the, a three-down back. Bell cow. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they've got pieces there. But like you say, it's that, I mean, geez, it's that offensive and defensive line that they don't have. They don't have any more. Geno Atkins is not the player. He once was. Nope. Um, so they're going to have issues Carlos on the line. Dunlap is gone. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's definitely a project right now. So I I see the Bengals Bengals finishing last. Before I talk about Browns and Steelers, I want to talk of Ravens. They lost J.K. Dobbins huge. Uh, for the year. Huge loss. You know, after losing Mark Ingram in free agency. Um, so now they're down to Gus Edwards, who is a good back, but he's I like Gus Edwards, big guy. You you're a Gus Edwards fan. I am this year. Fantasy football, salary cap dynasty. I had to cut a bunch of people and get down to it. And did we have the draft? Did we didn't have the draft no, yet? Did we? This is a different one. Okay. This, we don't have any salaries <laughs> to deal with ours. Um, okay. And um, Gus Edwards was uh, one of the guys who were like, oh, do we just get rid of him? It's three bucks or something. I'm like, no, let's keep him. You never know with Dobbins. Not specifically Dobbins, but then when he went down, I was like, Gus Edwards is the man right now. I got the starting back yeah. for three bucks. Yeah. So I got him and Cook going this year. Anyway, um, 
I don't wish injury on anybody. But it's if it happens and Gus Edwards is on my roster and he gets in the starting spot, then, uh, you know, kudos for us for keeping him. But uh, it's a huge loss. I don't even know how effective Gus Edwards is going to be, to be honest. Mm. Um, he's nowhere near the talent that uh, Dobbins was or is. So I think from that standpoint, I actually had that as one of my questions. I wanted to see what you thought and how big of an effect it was going to have on the Ravens this season. And does it change where you think they're going to finish? Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, you know, when uh, when they had that three-headed monster the one year where they were running over everybody with Ingram and Gus Edwards and uh, Dobbins, I mean, they were, they were throwing everybody at you. And then, of course, Lamar Jackson can run. It was uh, an offense to be reckoned with. They've lost half of that offensive line, some to injuries, most to trade. Um, now they're down to Gus Edwards, and I don't know who their backup running backs are. Mark Ingram's gone. Obviously, Dobbins is hurt. I don't think Jackson can do it all. I think t- I think teams are starting to figure him out. I know he came out a couple weeks ago and says the NFL hasn't figured me out yet. Trust me, they're saying they have and they haven't. Listen, dude, you haven't won a playoff game yet, okay? And you've looked awful in losing. So relax. You've had good. Uh, give the, I'm going to give the guy credit where credit's due. He's an amazing talent. He's yet to prove that he could beat teams with his arm. So the Ravens are going to take a step back. They lost a lot of guys this offseason. And they didn't replace them with with um, they didn't replace every guy they lost. They normally do. When the Ravens lose one guy on defense, they immediately replace him with somebody of equal talent or better. That's what they've done for the last twenty years. They didn't do that this year. We're going to see the Ravens take a step back. I don't think they make the playoffs. Um, the Browns are the team that really look good. We talk about offensive lines. They might have the best offensive line in the NFL. They're continuity from being together for a couple of years yeah. mix that with good coaching They're top three for mix sure. that mix that with guys who whose running style makes these offensive lines look good with those two running backs in the backfield they're they're north south runners right so they always they you know you just get a little bit of a push and they'll do the rest i mean that's a good team in uh in cleveland my concern with cleveland is c- can they keep it together they got guys like Beckham who've got big egos. And Joku wanted to trade last year because he wasn't getting the ball enough. Like you got, when you got ego guys like that, and the Steelers, and we'll talk about the Steelers in a minute, that's going to be the biggest thing with, with Cleveland. If things go sideways for a couple of games, can they keep it together? Can they keep it, keep it in-house? Or will they go to the media or Twitter or whatever and start bashing each other? Cleveland's going to be their own worst enemy. Uh, OBJ is going to dictate... Their success? How this team, I don't want to say oh. their success 100%, but... Press the horn. But his how he approaches <laughs> this season and his role on the team is going to dictate how well they do. And I think last Couldn't year we've seen, we've seen what happens when he's not in the lineup. I think it should be an eye-opening thing for him to see what the team is. And now you got to come in and you have to adapt to the team that was successful how do you fit into that team you're no longer the obj that just got traded to the worst team in the nfl and and you're expecting to be treated as such now you're on a team that is competing that has competed um, and was just about to make some real big playoff strides without you. you they don't need you anymore they destroyed pittsburgh without him yeah, destroyed you, him. He needs the Browns, and if he takes it that way, 
and and goes about it. Otherwise, it's going to be like a probably like an Antonio Brown type situation that that Pittsburgh had for a little while. And you're dealing with that kind of crap that can sour a locker room very quickly. And that's the worst thing that the Browns can have happen to them if they allow it. Um, but I would hope that if he doesn't buy into it, then management will shop him and move him very quickly. Mm-hmm. You can't, you I can't like have the, it go the whole season. I like how Cleveland's built. They're built to win. They've got a running game. You know, they play in Cleveland. They're going to have some bet. I mean, geez, there were three or four games in Cleveland consecutive last year that were awful weather. They're built to play in this stuff. Baker Mayfield throws a tight ball. He can throw a tight ball in uh, in poor weather. I mean, that's a team that's built to win in any kind of you you want to you want to play a run and gun. We'll, we'll play run and gun. We have got the arms. We have got the weapons. You want to play grind it out. It's snowing, raining, whatever in Cleveland. We got the weapons. It's a nice team. They're built well. They're, again, they're built a lot like the Titans. Those types of styles. They I mean, they may not be in vogue, but they they they're definitely successful. Which leads me to my last team in, in the AFC, and I know we're we're we're, we're running out of time. time. Let's move on to the NFC. You know what? We're not we're not moving on to the <laughs> NFC, but we're, <laughs> we're gonna go we're gonna go overtime. I think we you and I anticipated going a little bit longer today, but I'm gonna talk about the Steelers because they are probably the most talked about team in this division this offseason with Ben Roethlisberger unsure they're gonna come back. Uh, you know, Chase Claypool got into a fight with Minka Fitzpatrick today in practice. Uh, who I, I think Claypool's a bit more of a diva than than we think he is. Uh, you know, he's not the uh, choir boy. I think uh, I'm starting to lose my. Uh, he got me excited last year, and I'm starting to lose my my uh, enthusiasm for him. Just I, just a hunch. It's just a hunch. You don't get into a fight with Minka Fitzpatrick. He's he's like top ten player in the NFL. He's your defensive captain. I mean, smarten up. Anyway, all that to say, I think the Steelers are definitely overrated on the outside. Um, it's gonna it's gonna be up to that revamped offensive line. Who Brock? They look good. They were trucking people. They had uh, Big Dan Moore out of uh, Texas A and M, who's not gonna start, but he definitely looked good this offseason. Trey Turner is gonna be the comeback player of the year, coming back from an awful season in, in uh, Los Angeles, but he was a Pro Bowler in Carolina. Uh, their center position is still a, a, a little up for grabs, you know, with Kendrick Green, but. Kevin Dodson had a good last couple of preseason games, really good. And their left and right tackle, Zach Banner, is a human house. I mean, I think we're going to see the, uh, that running game. Najee Harris is going to be the rookie of the year, in my opinion. It's the receivers that really worry me. They're super overrated. They really are. Deontay Johnson, does he have the skill to be a top five receiver? Absolutely. He's He runs routes like Antonio Brown. But he, he's got the dropsies, and he showed some more dropsies in the preseason. I'm not a fan of Juju Smith-Schuster. I think he's too immature. And uh, and the, the uh, James Washington, who, who may have requested a trade and keeps dodging the question. So Big Ben has to bring this the core group of wide receivers together and understand, hey, we got a chance to be really good here. we got Pat Fryermuth, who we just drafted. He's going to be a, a really, really good tight end. Can Ben keep it together? Veteran defense. Good offensive line. Now they got a run game. They were 11 and 0 last year before they hit the skids. Brock, can the Steelers keep it together this year? Well, I did choose the Jets. I think from an AFC standpoint, and Texans to be sort of dead last. The Steelers are right in that mix. Um, all right, all right, relax. Steelers are right in that mix. I was about to hang up. <laughs> Who's the tight end they got? Who's the one they dropped? Pat Fryermuth. Where's he from? Uh, Penn State. 
He had a good, pre- really good preseason. Great hands. I think he was like he had he averaged two touchdowns a game in the preseason in the in the red zone. The Steelers uh, so. strike me as a guy as as a guy as a team that would benefit greatly from uh, an elite style tight end like a, a Waller, Pitts, Kelsey, uh, just the way that their offense is built. And I think that would alleviate a lot of pressure from the receiving core that they have because there is some talent there. They're not the um, perennial all-stars kind of thing, but um, there's some talent there. That being said, I think the Steelers, I think the Steelers are, well, they make the playoffs. I think they, they don't finish first in the division. I think they get a wild card spot. Uh, I think Najee Harris does have a great season. Uh, he's in my top 10 rookie fantasy things that I'll share later. Um, but uh, they're going to be good. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's going to be a tough division. I think, like you said, the Ravens are going to take a step back with with uh, losing Dobbins. I think it's going to be huge. And then the Bengals aren't quite there yet. Um, so it's going to be a battle between the Browns and the Steelers. Absolutely. So we've got, I've got the Titans, Steelers, Ravens, Browns, actually not even the Ravens, Titans, Steelers, Browns, Chiefs, uh, Bills, and Pats making the playoffs. I think that's six teams. One, two, three, four, five, six. I think it's going to be a fight between the Broncos and Pats for that last wild card. Um, is, is it six teams? Or last, last year they went with seven teams. Seven. If it's seven teams, then, buy, then, the then I think the Broncos make it in. So, yeah, I got the I got Bills, Chiefs, Browns, Titans winning their divisions, and the wild cards, I got the Steelers, the Patriots, and the Chargers. Hmm. So, that, I mean, that's just going to be – I think the AFC is going to be so cool to watch this year. I really do. It's going to be a great uh, great conference. Uh, why don't we talk about the NFC? Uh, admittedly, you know, uh, the NFC North interests me and uh, the NFC East. The South and West have always been – just because, well, the games are typically later. I, they, the teams don't excite me. So, why don't we talk about the NFC? We'll start with the East. Uh, we've got the Cowboys, Giants, Washington football team, and Eagles. Now that was the worst division in football last year. I think it's going to be uh, one know, of the best divisions to watch this season. Best divisions to watch. I don't think I don't think any of those teams really improved their record tremendously. Uh, the Washington football team is is the team that won the division last year, if I'm not mistaken. Right? They made the playoffs at seven and nine. I believe it was them. Oh, shoot. Uh, the Mike, can you check it out? I'm Cowboys sure it was them the actually. No, was it the Cowboys? Uh, no, no. I think the Cowboys and Giants and Eagles just kept losing. Um, but out of out of those four, out of those three teams, the Cowboys, Giants, and Eagles, do any of those teams actually take a step forward this year and, uh, and just get that division? I got the Giants. I think the Giants take a good step forward. I think I think their defense is elite. I think their defense is right up okay. there as one of the best in the in the uh, in the the league. I think. Um, I think Daniel Jones has the ability and the skill sets to be very much uh, uh, the successes Josh Allen had. Um, he's kind of there's a lot of similarities there that that I see, and I think that if he has the weapons now, so now you're bringing in uh, a healthy Saquon, although he's not healthy right now. I think he might miss Week One, but if he's a healthy Saquon, that's a completely different story. Um, their offensive line, I think they added a couple pieces with some of the draftees and stuff, so that is getting better. Um, with their receiving core, you know, now you add a guy like 
Kadarius Tony to the mix. Again, he's a Florida guy, but he's one of these um, put him anywhere on the field, end arounds, that kind of stuff. Like he's he's another attention getter kind of thing. So I think the the weapons are starting to come for Jones. And I think if he can be an effective offense, not an elite, just be effective and efficient, I think that the Giants are going to be – I have the Giants taking this division. Hmm. I have the I have the Washington football team taking the division, although I think the Cowboys have the most talent. Yeah. Why Washington? Not because of, not because of Fitzpatrick. I think he's going to stabilize the position like he's done everywhere he's gone. But – Terry McLaurin is a superstar and Antonio Gibson, their running back. If he's healthy and I know he's coming off uh, one of those toe injuries, he didn't get surgery for. So he, it's a pain tolerance thing now for him this season, but he is a fantasy football dream, right? Can catch, can run, he can do it all. And uh, he's a nice player. He's got good size. He kind of reminds me of Le'Veon Bell, but he's got a little bit more quicks. So if they can finally put it together, you know, have a good balance of run and pass and have a quarterback they can count on week in, week out without any questions, and they've already named Fitzpatrick the starter. I think that division is so bad that, you know, Fitzpatrick could be just just that extra incentive for to, to push, the, uh, push the needle Washington's way. So I don't see the Eagles making any strides. I think, you know, Jalen Hurts going to have a tough year. Um I He's got one the foot jo- out the door. Like they, they've been yeah. pushing, like just doesn't have that confidence. So either he takes that and rolls with it as like a chip on his shoulder or yeah. it's going to weigh on you and you're just going to be like, look, I just want to get my week over with and trade me to somebody who wants me. Like you clearly yeah. don't. That's going to yeah. weigh on him. Yeah, absolutely. And like I, I, can't, I couldn't add to what you said about the Giants. I think that's a team that's made some really good moves. I don't know if Judge Joe Judge is uh, is the guy there. I mean, I think he's upset a few people with his hard style of coaching, but um, it, it, they're loaded. They're loaded. The Cow- like Kenny Galladay, Saquon, yeah. like oh, yeah. receiving Kenny Galladay yeah. and Sterling Shepard already. You put yeah. guys that are like a Julio Jones and A.J. Brown, then you bring a Kadarius Tony somewhere around the mix, which is like Randall Cobb in his prime. Saquon Barkley. I mean, you got Evan Ingram who's – you know, has from an ability standpoint is one of these, I almost said Aaron Hernandez, but you know what I mean? Like those kind of tight ends that are receivers. So Kyle Pitts kind of style, Kyle Rudolph still there is a questionable. Like there's a lot of weapons on offense and their defense is already very good. So if they can, I don't know who their offensive coordinator is actually offhand, but uh, if they can be an efficient offense, which they have all this, the, the talent on paper, they put it together. I think they could be actually really good this year. It's going to be all on Daniel Jones because the pieces are there now. He's got no excuse. The pieces are there. Can he can he protect the ball? You know, he's, he's been known to throw very ill-advised, poorly timed interceptions. I mean, he's got to make that next stride with it. With the pieces he has, he's got to make, take that next step. Yeah, agreed. Eli used to do yeah. that too, but that's yeah, a, sure. a, a New York thing. Absolutely. Uh, uh, just to finish off the NFC East, I do think the Cowboys have the most talent. If Prescott is healthy, and look, I just read a report, just just came across my path right now, uh, that they're considering bringing in Cam Newton to back up. Mm-hmm. So they want to need some insurance for Prescott. I don't think they're sold on his health yet, but if he can be healthy and play at the level he's capable of playing, I mean, they've got the, they've got the horses. They've got the, the, the guys that can make the plays, that can win that division. 
and you throw in a couple of rookies on defense that look really, really good in the preseason. I mean, their secondary to me is is really the big question mark. So if they're going to be able to stop anybody's, is Micah the Parsons going to be all over freak. the field this year. Yeah, you know, Big Neville's got his is the second year or third year going in, I think now, but he's. Yep. You know, establish himself as a starter, and he's going to plug that middle. Again, it's on paper. What you got to know and got to be is a team. And, you know, maybe Joe Judge, Judge Judy, whatever his name is, <laughs> with those sprints and stuff like that, maybe maybe it ends up paying dividends in terms of the, the bonding and the team-building aspect. You know, sure. does it bring them together? Because, you know, again, football is the ultimate team sport. So there's a lot of salaries involved, a lot of whatever, um, a lot of characters. But if the Giants, if they if they buy in to this and kind of go as a team, I think that's going to be the, that's going to be the the difference maker. Yeah, uh, and I like you know the um, I, I like that analogy. I think you know there's there was another uh, coach in New York that uh, had a bit of a hard line stance. Coach Coughlin was Coughlin. known to be a, a tough one. But it worked for them. It worked for them for, for two Super Bowls, actually. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Let's move to the NFC South. This is a this this is a real sleeper. I think I think Tampa runs away with this because the Saints aren't going to be as good, in my opinion. Although I think they're going to be better than people think. The Panthers, well, you're predicting predicting them to be not so good with uh, Sam Darnold, and then the Falcons, who everybody's disappointment. They have just not been the same since being up 28 to 3 at halftime in the Super Bowl. I read a report uh, a few days ago online that uh, they were celebrating. They had they were having a, a Super Bowl party at halftime being up 28 3. And uh, uh, I think, yeah, they were having a party. They were popping the champagne and they were already partying. And uh, I think the coaches got involved too. I mean, you're up 28 3, you're, you're dominant. And they blew this it. in the locker and room? They've been in the locker room at halftime of the Super Bowl. They have not been the same since. They have literally been terrible since. So I have no faith in the Falcons at all, although Kyle Pitts, I think, is going to be all world at his position. Um, I just don't see them even competing in that division with the Saints, let alone the Bucs. Um, the Panthers. Is this our, our Bill Buckner moment for the Falcons? Is this like <laughs> when we're long gone and like yeah. Jackson and – is on doing his show and he's like the Falcons still haven't won. It's been seventy five <laughs> years since they partied at halftime. Yes, yes. Ah, this is hey. this is this is this, like they jinxed themselves for the rest of their rest of my life probably. But I just you know that there was talent there for a couple of years. They just weren't able to put it together. And um, I just I don't I think Matt Ryan I think that he's he's been hit too uh, too much. He's got the uh, jitters in the pocket. So. Um, but the Panthers are a fun, funny team. I, you know, they picked up Sam Darnold. They moved on from Teddy Bridgewater. They're well coached. Big McCaffrey's, draftee to back up uh, McCaffrey yeah, too. Yeah, Chubba Hubbard. I'm a, I'm a Canadian. I'm a big fan of the Panthers. I think the Panthers are play good enough defense, and they're going to be able to run the ball on you. And they have uh, weapons at the wide receiver. They can, you know, you talk about Robbie Anderson taking the top off the defense. I think there's, and he's got familiarity with the Darnold. I think there's enough there for them to be to at least compete for a wild card beyond the Saints. And that's my that's probably my wild card pick of the pick of this whole NFL season. I think the Panthers will fight for the wild card and I think the Saints will take a step back. You know what uh you've just brought up a good point. Darnold and Robbie Anderson with the familiarity. Incomplete. Uh, yeah, you know what they're familiar with? Yeah, losing. <laughs> losing. 
you know, content, a losing attitude. Yeah, incompletions, overthrowing, <laughs> bad reads. Yeah, they're familiar, all right. I just don't think it's in a good sense. I think he's going to play in front of a much better offensive line and a better coach and a system and a, uh, an organization that's pretty solid, actually. Um, I think I think it's just a good – it's a healthier situation for Darnold, I think. Anything's healthier than the New York Jets organization at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Jets fans are taking a beating from yeah. Brock today. <laughs> That's Seb, That's amazing. Yeah, Seb Lamar's a big Jets fan. My bad, but hey. I, I am looking – the one story I'm looking forward to watching, I think most of the NFL is looking forward to listen, watching this year, is can Jameis Winston be a, be a starting quarterback in this league with one of the best head coaches for quarterbacks in the NFL and Sean Payton? So this is his chance to really prove himself. I think he's going to be all right. I Wasn't think Bruce Arians be... supposed to be the quarterback whisperer too? And then he whispered I... to James Wentz, stop throwing interceptions. <laughs> I... And he didn't listen. He threw enough touchdowns though. It wasn't. I don't think it was a lot. But again, Bruce Arians style of play is just like if no risk it, no biscuit or whatever. I mean, that's just like. <laughs> is Michael you know, Thomas not... not hurt too? Michael Thomas is hurt. But I, I, st- I still think, you know, with Camara and their tight end situation, and um, I, I think they're going to be all right. I think Winston's going to play well enough. I don't think he turns the ball over. I think he's he's watched Drew Brees for a year. He's learned the system. Uh, I mean, I'd rather him than Tice, Taysom Hill or Mike Tyson Ugh. Hill or whatever his name is. Yeah, exactly. Mike so, Taysom Hill? Yeah. Uh. I don't know. Uh, I think the Saints will be the team they are going to be interesting to watch, but I think the Panthers make the, make the wild card. And, of course, we haven't even talked about the Bucs, but what's there to say? What's there? They better turn everybody on defense. Um, limp, uh, is it Limp Biscuit? Fred Durst? Rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> yeah, they got. It's they just, just going to keep rolling. Giovanni Bernard's now in the backfield, who I've seen enough of in the NFC North for the last few years. It's a good team. It's a great team. Uh, like you said, though, you brought up a good point. Can they keep it together in the locker room with the big, you know, big egos like Antonio Brown? Uh, will he be a deterrent, or will they just send him packing? You got the Godfather. Stay healthy. The Godfather's in there. Everybody buys in to what the mm. Godfather is saying and mm. what he's doing, mm. and that's you know again, I can you can hate on Tom Brady all you want. He's earned the right to where where he is, and I have a more appreciation for Tom Brady as he gets older and the commercials where he's well, making fun of himself and all that sure. kind of stuff. And but in the locker room, like. You go there because this is the guy. So you listen to what he says. If you're not buying into the system, normally the quarterback's not going to be one trading you, but Brady will trade you or will cut you. Look, not physically. Godwin and Mike Evans are, are equally as good, and they've got that Scotty Miller. I mean, they've got weapons. They don't even need Brown. So if I was Brown, I would uh, make sure I smarten up. I know he got into a little tussle in practice there a couple weeks ago, but uh, Mike Evans to me is a lot like Keenan Allen in the, uh, in the AFC. You know, good start to the season, and then he gets hurt about three-quarters of the way in because he's a big guy. Quarterbacks throw up the middle to these guys. They, they put them in, uh, in you know, vulnerable situations. And come playoff time, he's just not healthy. I mean, he was playing on, again, him too, he was playing on one leg all of the, all of the playoffs last year. So remarkable for Brady to even take that team without Mike Evans being a big factor. So Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, those are really big key pieces in their respective teams having success I do think the Bucks will finish first in that division, and I think the Panthers are the only team that can sniff a, a wild card. Um, Brock, you're not a big fan of the Panthers, so let's move on to the <laughs> NFC West. West. This is an interesting uh, division. This is a very interesting division. 
You got the Seahawks, Niners, Rams, and Cards. Mm-hmm. The Cards made some strides last year. Kyler Murray played well. Can they hang with the other three teams? Yeah, they sure can. Uh, yeah, I like Arizona. I have Arizona making it on a wild card side. Um, okay, okay. I have the Rams taking that division. Actually, I have yeah, I have the Rams winning the division, but I have Seattle and Arizona making wild cards. I think it's going to be one of the strongest divisions in, in the NFL this year. Yeah, it's it's hard to argue because every team uh, has improved. Uh, with Hopkins is a really huge addition there. Um, Hopkins, J. Cards running game. Cards running game. James Conner has had a, a, a subpar offseason, subpar preseason. I keep saying offseason, preseason. Uh, injury prone. I don't think he could be that bell cow that, that these teams want him to be. I don't think he's built like that. I think he's a good change of pace guy. You know, he's got decent uh, blocking skills, can catch the ball out of the backfield. But can they have? Can they give Murray enough of a run game for him to be able to play action, roll out, and do the things that he's good at doing? Well, they got Chase Edmonds, who is pretty good. But I think he's also slated for their starter. So Connor's not going to need to, you know, again, he's Be going to an organization that isn't the Steelers, where it's not set on a bell cow type back. They're going to move him. They're going to mix him around. So hopefully, you know, he lasts longer. You know, he's not as banged up. But again, Chase Edmonds is their guy to start with. So we'll see how that goes. Well, I like the Seahawks winning this division. Uh, <laughs> it's Hopkins like, and I, A.J. Green. I forgot. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, uh, A.J. Green, that's a good spot for him too, right? Uh, yes. It's funny how people feel better when they go play in, in the Arizona warmth and humidity and dryness or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> in that it's, stadium, it's great. Yeah. It prolongs your career. But I, I think the cards, sure, okay. But I do like the Seahawks just because uh, Russell Wilson, I mean, he's the best quarterback in that division if you ask me. And uh, DK Metcalf is an absolute freak stud. He's built like a tight end, runs like a wide receiver. I mean, that I team saw the, is going to be really good. The stats through um, out of the same, whatever it is, 25 games or something like that, between Megatron and, and DK and, and DK's. He's on uh, pace. Uh, he's, he's beating him in all those categories. Yeah. So for me, when you have the best quarterback and maybe the best wide receiver, no offense to uh, Hopkins, but I do think DK Metcalf can do a little bit more down the field in terms of straight burn speed. I don't think Hopkins is that guy. I think Hopkins has got a little bit of everything. So I, I like the Seahawks winning that division. I think the Niners are going to be really, really tough. When you've got Garoppolo and Kittle and enough on the, on the wide, uh, on the, at the wideout position with an offensive line that they have, I, that team is that I wouldn't want to play that team, you know. And Bosa's coming back; he looks really healthy. Uh, you know, the Niners are going to be are going to be making some noise in the wild card, and I don't think the Rams. I think the Rams take a huge step back this year. Well, I'm Greg a, Spiro agrees. The Niners all the way. He's a Niner fan. So Niners all the way. Okay, take. okay. You know what? All this discussion has really brought to the forefront on my mind. It has nothing to do with the show. But my fantasy team, Curtis and I, our fantasy team this year that we're is going to be good. Everybody you've talked yeah. about, we got Dalvin Cook already, which we haven't talked about yet. But Gibson was the guy you brought up. Edwards was the guy you brought up. Kittles was the guy you brought up. DK mm. Metcalf, a guy you brought up. Like all these guys are on our. These team guys are now. healthy. So hey, and they're healthy. We could make a run this year. Give us the horn. Give us the horn. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
Yeah, I, I think the Rams have a, uh, you know, the, obviously they have the best player in the NFL as far as I'm concerned, Aaron Donald. But I don't think, uh, I don't think their quarterback is a winner. I, I just don't think he's got the winning DNA. And, uh, you know, that trade, I, I think it's going to end up being a wash. I think both teams involved in that trade, uh, it's going to end up being a wash. And we'll get to the lines in a second. So, for me, I have the Seahawks and the Niners. Maybe the cards, and I see the Rams sort of falling by the wayside. Sony, Mich- Sony Michelle, uh, you know, they picked him up recently. I think it's going to help them a bit, but I just yeah. don't see it, man. Cam Akers' loss was uh, quite big. He was a guy that sure. uh, I was definitely going to make an offer for in the fantasy. I thought he was underpriced, undervalued, and had a lot of upside. So um, he's a guy that I know hurts the Rams roster pretty good. Um, I have a not a soft spot. I think... Stafford had winning DNA. I think Detroit sucks that out of you. <laughs> so you could, you could be right in terms of where Goff and Stafford is a, but I think they just, I think they remove that winning DNA when they get into the old uh, machine sure. area codes. But uh, I'm, I'm hoping, I don't know. I like the guy, anybody who can put up numbers and not, talk smack and want to get out of a, a situation like he was in Detroit for so long and embrace it. I respect it. And I want to see him do well in a good situation. So when the yeah. trade happened, we both said, this is his year. I mean, this is you've, yeah, you had good numbers in Detroit, but now you've got a team that's pretty right. good around you. This is your chance to shine. And if they've, if they finish 500, then you know, it's the old uh, the Bears who were they thought they were. That's that's exactly it. So he, this is his year. I think he's a West Coast kid too. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I feel like being out in that sort of like California weather and stuff, uh, sure, might help. Anyway, sure. So I got the Rams. Uh, the last division, which is going to be a very interesting one, if for any reason the Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, the swan song, whether he. Stays after. I mean, it's not looking like he's going to be playing a, 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 any uh, any more years with Green Bay after this year. Right. But we got Green Bay, the Bears, the Lions, and the Vikings. And I think the one team that everybody in that division should be concerned about, as far as I'm concerned, is the Vikings. They had a bad year last year. I think they got off to a slow start. They might have been zero and four, or one and three, or something like that. And it was just they just never dug out. But we you talk about teams, Brock, that are built to win, built for the playoffs, good balance. I think about the Vikings. I think about you brought up Dalvin Cook. You brought up um, good offensive line. I think Cousins, he's at his best when you can go play action. And they didn't have a a very strong year last year because he was running for his life. I think they have enough now. With they got a second year kid, uh, is it Jefferson? Justin Jefferson, also fantastic player, drafted by our team. Right. Well, guess what? With Dalvin Cook and uh, Kirk Cousins, who's one of the more accurate quarterbacks in the NFL, and he can go, he can send that ball downfield. I like that team. I think that team takes a step forward again this year after one bad year. Uh, I, I see the Lions being abysmal. No, nothing to do with Goff. I'm not a, I'm not a fan of their coach. I don't think uh, Dan Campbell. I don't think that raw raw cheerleader stuff works with grown men. It's. It's the Bears, Packers, and Vikes, and I don't know who you got. I mean, it's an interesting. The Bears have improved. Is Andy Dalton the guy? You know, when did they turn to Justin Fields? Um, Second you know, it's going to be an interesting. 
But the Bears have talent. The Bears have talent, and they they are the Bears. If you know Khalil Mack, the Bears. They're, they're known. Yep. They're the Bears. They're known for their defense, and they win. You know, every year they win three or four games just based on their defense alone. Is it the Pack's division to run away with, and the rest are just all, just following them, or do the Vikes and Bears have an opportunity? Honestly, I think the Bears take a. a I really. When he was drafted, I thought Justin Fields was a really good fit in Chicago. Uh, a kid who isn't afraid to get dirty and like run and, and, and get those scrappy yards if he needs to. Um, so I think they turned to Fields sooner than later. You know, I, I'm thinking maybe game three kind of thing, three or four. I think they, they turn over to Fields. Um, you know, it, unless they're 4 and 0. Or three and one, maybe they stay with Dalton. I just don't think he's that guy. Uh, ultimately, I think Aaron Rodgers is coming in. Uh, I want to say rejuvenated, fresh, you know, uh, but also like a fresh chip on his shoulder mm-hmm. uh, and something to prove. And I think that, you know, again, there's that talk of Carr who uh, played with Adams in college. Uh, saying that, you know, I want to convince him to come to Las Vegas next year after this season, all that kind of stuff. And in my mind, I'm like, well, if you convince Adams to go to Las Vegas, you're going to be out of a job because Rodgers might follow him there and take the big payday. <laughs> yep. So yep. He's, he's not going to Vegas to be thrown to by you. Um, but I think, you know, Adams, I think Amari Rodgers is, although, you know, we'll see what his development is like. He's a, he's a, a game player. And I think, you know, if he can get into the lineup somewhere on a consistent basis and Rodgers is going to make you a star, whether you like it or not, because he's going to throw the ball so hard at your face that you have no other option than to catch it. And then their running game is already good. I know Bakhtiari is going to be off. Uh, he's missing uh, how many weeks? Uh, I don't know how many weeks, but he's got an ACL, so he starts the season on, on the, uh, the pup list. But otherwise... I think their linemen are good if they stay healthy. I think yeah, it is the Packers division, in my my opinion. The Packers win that division. Uh, I don't know if it's running away, but I think that they're going to, you know, they were good last year. I think they're going to be better this year. But I think the Bears take uh, is going to be the team that surprises more people than anything else. The Vic- I actually feel the Bears might finish second in that division. I like uh, the Pack. Obviously, the Pack, I think they, you know, they, they were a, a- – Maybe a bad call away from making to the Super Bowl last year. Uh, a bad call plus, uh, you know, an ill-advised pass when he could have run it in. I, I mean, he, they should have been in the Super Bowl. They should have been yeah. the NFC representative for the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, giving up that big play to Tom Brady right at the half also didn't help. I mean, they were there. They could have been. They should have been the Super Bowl represent, rep, representative, and they would have won. I think they would have beaten the Chiefs. Um, but I think the Vikings are going to make us take a few steps forward again this year. Again, it was a bad year, but the year before they were in the playoffs. I like. I always like the Vikings. I like. I'm a big fan of their head coach. I think he's a no nonsense guy. Who's their head wow. coach? Oh man, his face. His face. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he wore the eye patch for a year. My God, he was the. He was in Cincinnati for a few years. Mike Zimmer. Mike, Mike Zimmer. Zimmer. Oh, hey, good job. I yeah, I, I yeah. do know his face. Yeah. And I don't. I just. I don't see the. I don't see the Bears uh, making any progress with Andy Dalton. I think he's going to be a good mentor for Justin Fields. I think if they put put in Fields too quickly, the preseason is one thing. But when you get into real time, and you got guys like Zadarius Smith and uh, those guys, Preston Smith and 
you know, the, the pack blitzing you, you're, you're in trouble, man. And he got his head knocked off by Buffalo in one of those preseason games. Just, that was an offensive lineman problem yeah, right there. Just, yeah, exactly. When they, and they got problems on the offensive line, just ease him in. Let him sit for the year and learn. Bring him in next year. I don't see the Bears making any, any kind of noise this year, but their defense is good. We'll see what happens. Just to wrap this up, let's recap. So in the AFC, you have Bills the winning the Bills winning division. Yep. Chiefs. Yep. Titans. Yep. And Browns. Yep. And then your your uh, wild cards are Chargers. Yep. Pats. Yep. And Steelers. Correct. Okay. This is just for the record. I have the Steelers, Titans, Chiefs, and Bills. And my wild cards are the Pats, Broncos, and Brownies. So we're pretty close. We just switched right, off uh, right. the Browns and Steelers. Yeah. In the NFC, in the NFC East, you have the Giants. Correct. You have the Bucks in the South. Yep. You have the Cards winning the uh, I have the NFC Rams West? winning the Rams winning NFC West. Yeah. Okay. And then the Pack. Okay. Correct. I have the Pack. I have the Bucks. I have the Washington football team. That was my other choice. And the Seahawks. All right. Wild cards. I got the Vikes. I got the 49ers. And I got the Panthers sniffing, sniffing the wild card. You have Seattle, Washington, and the Cardinals. So we're, we're pretty much, you know what? We're pretty much bang on outside of the, the NFC West. So, you know what? We're, we're too sportsmanlike for this show, man. We got to, we got to. Turn it up a little bit. I only threw the Steelers in there because I want to maintain our friendship. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, I hope that was uh, entertaining and informative. I, I think Brock and I are pretty uh, pretty knowledgeable dudes when it comes to the NFL uh, as a whole. It's going to be a great season with fans back in the stands. Let's hope there's no COVID outbreak outbreaks. I know that these teams are like 80, 90% vaccinated, but you know, it doesn't prevent a team from actually getting COVID. Let's just hope and pray that, uh, you know, this, we don't lose any players and games to COVID and, uh, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of COVID. I'm done. Yeah. Done. Uh, get, get your shots, get whatever you got to do. I think all these arenas are opening up for, uh, you got to be fully vaccinated stuff to even attend. So, um, you know, the pressure's on there. <laughs> There's a lottery in Quebec. I think if you're vaccinated, you can be down to try and win like a million I bucks entered. or something ridiculous. Yeah. I entered. Um, so I don't know who wrote this. You're going to come play around with us sometime, bud. But I'm assuming that's a – oh, sorry, Pep. There you go. Uh, you're going to come play around with us sometime, bud. Uh, that's golf. Golf? So, yeah, I'm down. Uh, I don't know who that is, but I will play golf. I love golf. Um, cool, cool. Really quick, uh, actually, I'll save. We'll talk about uh, my fantasy rookie picks another time. Um, for are you frozen? Are you with me? No, no, you're no, no okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Just literally, I'm looking at you, and then thank God you <laughs> blinked. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, we'll do that another right. time. We'll talk uh, fantasy. Uh, so I made a list of top 10 rookies I thought would be fantasy impact players. Um, college football starts this week, like real college football starts this week. Uh, so on Thursday, 
there's, I don't know, there's a dozen games on Thursday that you guys can turn into. Actually, there's one on Wednesday mm. too, but it's not worth anything. Coastal Carolina, who's ranked 22nd, is playing on Thursday. That would be one to tune in just to see if they're even legit anymore. Uh, Ohio State, Minnesota is probably one of the other games that uh, would be interesting to watch. On Thursday, Friday, North Carolina at Virginia Tech. If nothing else, if you guys can get that channel, it starts at 6 p.m. I'm hoping Virginia Tech is one of those bucket list ones where they do the inner Sandman at nighttime and they all oh, come like in. That. It is, anyway, it's it's goose bumpy to say the least. North Carolina should be really good. They're ranked 10th. That's your Friday game. Then Saturday is the one you want to tune into. Uh, yeah, my Gators play, but it's Florida Atlantic, so it's not a huge thing. But uh, Penn State, Wisconsin play at 12 o'clock. That's a, a ranked game. Uh, they got Indiana, Iowa at 3.30, which is another ranked game. Then you got Alabama at Miami, Florida, Ooh. which is a huge I game like at 3.30. I like the U, man. I like hey, the U. They're ranked 14 right now, preseason ranked 14. Their quarterback, uh, King, is getting a lot of attention from Heisman talk and stuff too. I mean, there's a lot of history there, you know, from – the, the teams in the 80s and stuff like that. So Bernie Kosar, baby. Bernie Kosar. You know, the, okay. yeah. out of all those players, you're going to throw up Bernie Kosar. <laughs> but anyway, okay, listen. <laughs> this is almost a disgrace. Um, anyway, that's Bama at Miami at 330, uh, which is going to be very good. Uh, and then there is uh, there's a game. Georgia Clemson at 730 is a game that you're going to watch. Georgia's ranked fifth. Clemson ranked third. That's a game you tune in for, people. And then actually on the Sunday is uh, Notre Dame at Florida State. I think Notre Dame takes it fairly easily, but hopefully Florida State comes and actually puts on their pads for once in their life and stands up to Notre Dame to hell with them. Anyway, that's hey, Sunday. You know what? So we're they, talking they might Thursday, Friday, out, Saturday, Sunday. They might come out and play an emotional game for Coach Bowden. Um, you never know, right? Sometimes those divine intervention. We'll see what happens. I know. I mean – yeah. He was Coach Bowden, but he wasn't coach at Florida State for the last – well, Chris and I were at his last game, which was 2010 maybe, 9 or 10. Anyway. He's 11 years ago. Yeah. The wow. percentage of these – hey, shout out to um, – uh, what the hell they're called? The, the team that suckered ESPN into uh, televising oh, the their Bishop, game. The Bishop Sycamores. The Bishop Sycamores. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Online saw, high school. Oh, my God. I saw a meme that, uh, that they had uh, Cam Newton. Cam Newton. <laughs> Bishop Sycamores. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for those who don't know, story. take a look up and, and, and look up that thing. They played ESPN nationally televised the game between this Bishop Sycamore and IMG, which is one of the best prep schools in the country. And uh, the Sycamore won 58 zip, didn't they? They did not. They lost 58 nothing. Oh, they lost? Okay, <laughs> oh, yeah. all right. <laughs> and all these kids that were on there are either, you know, high school dropouts or a lot of them were in uh, junior college already. They're not even eligible for scholarships and stuff. And <laughs> the, the head coach has got a warrant for his arrest somewhere. The, the address, if you Google Maps, it takes you to like somebody's house <laughs> like it's just it's absolutely insane they bamboozled some third party company that like set up this matchup oh man. and there's like i read that oh there's there's announcers talking they're like ah well and it's during the game it's 30 nothing already img and they're like well they got you know uh five d1 recruits i guess and like we'll take the word for it like we don't know who any of these kids are and and all oh, of our research man. show nothing like they're just kind of like we got to stop this game because people are going to get hurt, even if it was that bad. But uh, hey, hey, 
I read that story. I was in I was in hysterics. And speaking of hysterics, if you have a chance um, tonight, if you just if you're bored or tomorrow, and you want a, a funny clip, um, look up the Washington football team's last preseason game. Ha ha! Clinton Diggs got a, a interception, and it was the local uh, announcers, uh, the Washington announcers, and when he. <laughs> And he got the interception. The one guy goes, ha, ha, ha. And then the other guy is, the other guy does the road runner. Ha, 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 ha. It was, it was priceless. Uh, ha, ha, Clinton Dix. I don't even know if that's his real, I think it's his real name. I, is it, might be short for something. But um, anyway, he now plays for the Washington football team and he got an interception at the safety position. And I was just like, it was, it was quick. It, it's not like, it's not like won't have you rolling around crying funny, but it was good. Well, we've gone over because my notification snooze is over. <laughs> I haven't snoozed for a certain time. Oh, Good yeah, we're, Lord. We're 23 minutes overdue, but hey, you know what? NFL, baby, we do this once a year, so we're fine. We're good. Hey, NFL season starts. We, I'm right into it. It's also been 20 yeah. years since this young lady passed, Aaliyah. So we're going out to uh, Aaliyah. Try again. Oh, Thanks nice. for tuning in, everybody. Till next week. Pep, I think, is off again, but we'll be back. We'll be talking some college football for sure. What would you do to get to me? What would you say to have your way? Would you give up or try again? If I hesitate to let you in, now would you be yourself? If anybody wants hats, hit me up. I got two of them for sale. Or giveaway, whatever. Try again. Oh, okay.
try again, yeah. try again. Yeah.